You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to the Ride In DFS and Betting Podcast for Week 16. We have a Saturday main slate. Uh, I don't think there will be much recorded content for the Sunday three-gamer. I'll probably only throw in a few lineups myself. I am going to try to come back tomorrow. Um, It is Christmas Eve, but according to my wife, you know, everything's pretty much done. Gifts are wrapped. All the stuff's purchased. You know, we usually host Christmas morning brunch so our kids don't have to leave the house right after they've opened all their presents. That stuff's all ready to roll. So it looks like I will be free Saturday before lock to talk the DraftKings main slate. Uh, but this is the rundown. This is the initial the initial look at it. Uh, it looks like it's going to be A week where you're paying up at running back, at least in two spots, and probably staying fairly cheap across the board in all of the other spots. And that is just based off of, you know, what looks to be the top plays. Let's pull them up. Let me load up my notes here. So at quarterback, I think there are two options for cash. I think Daniel Jones is in a really good spot. Obviously, there's a ton of weather this week. Not so much precipitation, but a ton of wind and a ton of games that are in just absolutely frigid temperatures. There's been a ton of studies to determine how weather impacts a football game. Usually, it's overblown, um, especially precipitation. And then, like, you know, wind 10 to ten to 18 miles an hour, not too crazy. When the gusts and the sustained wind get up to, like, 25, 30, 35, then, then things start to get a little weird. The one thing that does impact it is severe cold weather. Um, you know, 30 degrees isn't crazy. 20 degrees isn't that crazy. When you're, when you're looking at, like, some of these places are going to feel, like, negative 10, that's going to be an issue um, so I think I would, it's going to be tough this week because there's not, there's, there's a ton of games that are being affected by this and there's only a few games that aren't. So I think the, a lot of the ownership is going to concentrate around that. I'm fine doing that for cash in tournaments. I think we have to maybe pick a spot where we think, uh, guys are, are just being a little overlooked, but, um, Let's start a quarterback. I think that the two plays are Gardner Minshew and Daniel Jones. Jones is obviously in Minnesota, in the Dome, against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. He also runs the ball a ton. Um, so he's a really good play. If you absolutely need that 800, I think Gardner Minshew should have a solid game, right? Like, I don't think he's going to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. But, you know, 225 yards, two touchdowns. Maybe he runs a little bit, right? He's mobile. Maybe he gets 20, 30 yards on the ground. Right there, we're looking at, you know, 17, 18 DraftKings points. Daniel Jones, I think, has a higher ceiling. 
He could probably throw for 250, 300, but he's also such a good runner. I mean, if you look at his games over the last few weeks, he has, let me just pull it up here. He has multiple games over 50 yards. He's got a 79-yard game, a 68-yard game, a 100-yard and a touchdown game, a 50-yard and a touchdown game, a 70-yard game, a 30-yard and a touchdown game. Like he's tacking on, on average, almost seven DraftKings points per game with just rushing. So Daniel Jones is a really good play. I don't mind Minshew and Cash. I'll try to get to Daniel Jones, I think, if I absolutely need the 800. Like, it it might be a matter of, like, swapping Barkley for Ramondre Stevenson or something like that. We'll get to the running backs in a second. I think I would rather have, like, Daniel Jones and Ramondre Ramondre Stevenson over Minshew and Barkley. But I'm not going to say that that's absolutely the two for two that I'm looking at. That's just an example Those are the guys that I think are going to be the best cash plays. And we're going to need the cheap guys because there is not a ton of spend down anywhere else. Kirk Cousins is also solid. He's obviously in that same game against Daniel Jones. It is in a dome. Everything else just looks meh. I mean, I think we could play Josh Allen. That game's going to be shitty, though. In Chicago. Um, I was actually looking at... This one's going to be rather windy too, but all the Falcons pieces are cheap. I know they're not going to throw the ball a ton, right? They're, they just don't throw the ball. I think Ritter only had like 25 passes last week, but he only throws it to one spot, and that's Drake London. So that's not a bad little stack. Um, I think it's very contrarian. That's like a millionaire maker stack, like London... And Patterson, maybe bring it back with Demarcus Robinson with Devin Duvernay out. You're 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 stacking up stuff. You're stacking up a game there for like twelve grand, twelve of the fifty thousand dollar salary cap. You could literally load the rest of your lineup with pretty really, pretty really good, with really good plays. Let's move over to quarter or running back now. So the. Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey are the two best plays on the slate. They are the most expensive. McCaffrey's matchup isn't great. The the Redskins defense has been good against running backs, especially when you account for the ability of those running backs. The thing is, his role has been too good since Elijah Mitchell went out, right? He has, I mean, he's just getting a ton of touches. Brock Purdy's going to throw him the ball, too. Purdy looked like he loved checking down to him last week. Eight targets. He also had 26 carries. Insane. Um, and they're not going to, you know, Purdy's good, but they're not going to just have him sit back and shotgun and sling it. That's not Kyle Shanahan. I think McCaffrey is one of the best running back plays on the slate. Same thing with Derrick Henry. Now, the issue is Derrick Henry, while he has gotten... a decent amount of receiving work the last few weeks, right? Four or five targets. I don't know if that continues with Malik Willis at quarterback. Now, maybe he gets two or three and it's not that big of a deal, sure. 
Um, but it's really about the, the carries for Henry. He's absolutely destroyed Houston um, every time he's played them, right? I think I, saw, I think I saw a tweet from Sam Wagman that said, in his last four games, he's had 200 yards in every game. Something of that nature. So you just have to really take that into account. Um, it's going to be cold in Tennessee. You know the whole December Derrick Henry, guys don't want to tackle this 270-pound freight train, right? He gets ahead of steam, and he is just absolutely trucking dudes. So Henry and McCaffrey, if you can jam them in, definitely go for it. And then there's three, then there's three backs in the 7K range that I think, you know, maybe we try to jam a, a third in. Um, Barkley's really expensive, He's almost 8K. I don't know if we can get all three of those guys in, um, but we could potentially, and listen, if you can, if you can make it work, go for it. But I think we could potentially get in either Ramondre or Dalvin Cook. Now, Ramondre and Cook's matchup are fairly similar in terms of fantasy points allowed. So I think we have to look at it from environment. The New England game is outside. But they are facing the Bengals. I think of any game um, that the Patriots could have played, this game might have some points to force Ramondre and Mac Jones and the Patriots offense to throw a little bit. But Dalvin Cook is in the best spot. He's $100 more. My issue with Dalvin Cook is that he's not been great. Right, He was awesome last week, don't get me wrong, right? 95 yards rushing, 95 yards receiving. But I think that might be a little bit... I think Dalvin Cook might be a tad overvalued just because of that. But he is $1,000 cheaper than... Almost $1,000 cheaper than Barkley. I think I might like Ramondre Stevens more, Stevenson more. I Flat out, I probably like Barkley more as well. But it's the price savings there. The other thing we could do is pay down for a guy like Jarek McKinnon. Now, Isaiah Pacheco is obviously still in the mix. But he played absolutely atrocious last week. Fumbled a couple times. He was basically, not benched, but his snaps were severely limited because he just was not producing on the field. Jarek McKinnon has absolutely been amazing the last two weeks. So I think he gets a little bit more playing time maybe a couple more touches. He does face the Seahawks, who have the second-worst AFPA adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs, and he's only 5,900 on DraftKings. So we could go two expensive running backs and McKinnon if we can't jam in all three. Other than that, I don't see... I mean, like I like Tony Pollard as a pivot to those other 7K guys. I like um, J.K. Dobbins as a pivot to McKinnon. But that is about it. Um, you know, there really isn't much this week. I think everything is pretty straightforward this week. For me personally, it's probably going to be more of a light week, I would say, in tournaments. Um, because I don't love any pivots. I Usually in tournaments, you know, I'll play like the, the Spire, the Double Spire, whatever, and... I'll have my my absolute favorite pivot in that lineup. And I just don't, I just, I think the chalk is just really good this week is what I'm trying to say. 
So then at running back, we're going to have to be a little bit more frugal. The guys that I think are probably the best point-per-dollar plays. So we have, let's start right off the bat, the 3K guys that are in contention here, that are potential plays, are Jahan Dotson and Rashid, 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 Rashid Shahid. So Chris Olave's out, Jarvis Landry's out. Shahid is probably going to be on the field a good bit. Now, another weather game, another high wind game. He, he catches deep shots. He might get like six targets and only catch one ball for 15 yards. But he has that deep ball potential, and he should get a few more targets with the depleted wide receiver core in New Orleans. Jahan Dotson has, he's basically the second receiver on the team. Like Curtis Samuel is there, but he's more of like a gadget guy. They give him like rushes. They throw him short passes, bubble screens. Jahan Dotson is more so the wide receiver too in my eyes. Now, the issue is that game might be a little slower. I mean, I think the Saints game is going to be slow too, but I don't know if um, Dotson is going to, you know, get the requisite usage, right? I think they could pound Brian Robinson. They could mix in Antonio Gibson, throw the ball to Terry McLaurin. So I don't know how much um, Dotson actually gets in terms of usage, but those are the two guys in the 3K range that I like the most. Um, In the 4K range with Tyler Lockett out, if Marquise Goodwin plays, he's been pretty solid. Let's take a look at his usage uh, over the last few games. And this is with um, Tyler Lockett in. He's got he's had five targets, six targets, the last two games. That two games ago when they played the the Panthers, I think it was he was he went for like ninety yards and a touchdown. But he's been in the game a ton, right? So he's had like he's averaged almost seventy percent of the snaps the last two weeks with Lockett out. He should you know bump up to like 80, 85, I would say. I think Demarcus Robinson. I kind of alluded to him earlier. I really like Demarcus Robinson at. 4k um he's had like five six and seven receptions the last three weeks doesn't do much with him catch it catch him fall down type stuff um so like you know at 4k six for 60 five for 60 four for 70 hopefully is what you're going to get out of him and then you the hope is that he scores a touchdown or breaks one loose right and he ends up you know maybe six sixty and one five sixty and one something like that but for 4k he's getting a ton of targets and Devin duvernay is out, which is is big. As we bump up into that 5K range, DJ Moore and Juju Smith-Schuster are the two guys there, um, both in weather. But, I mean, my issue with the holes you could poke in Moore is that you don't know if he's going to get a ton of volume. Um, Juju, though, has really come on these last two weeks. He's playing about 85% of the snaps, has double-digit targets in two games. He makes a ton of sense at 5,800. I know it's going to be cold, but, you know, Andy Reid's not going to say, oh, wait a minute, it's 11 degrees, it's 4 degrees, hand the ball off to Isaiah Pacheco 86 times. It's not going to happen. Maybe the pace, maybe the throw rate drops a tad, but I still like Juju uh, quite a bit. 
same thing for for DJ Moore. I mean, you know, now that Darnold's back, he's obviously a pretty solid play. I would only go above those guys in tournaments. Um, Obviously, DK Metcalf with... uh, with no Tyler Lockett is a really nice play. I think he'll be popular. Justin Jefferson, I think. I don't know. You know, like there's a lot of buzz on Cook, a lot of buzz on Hawkinson. I like them both, but J. Jeff is just, I mean, he can, never mind. Now that I think about it, he's probably going to be one of the more highly owned. I forgot that's one of the games that's in the dome, away from the weather, probably be fairly owned. But he still is a really good tournament play. You could stack that game, right? You could stack that game. You just have to be different around it. You have to maybe pick a defense no one is picking. Um, You maybe have to, you know, roster a a secondary stack, like maybe two wide receivers from a game that no one really has. Like maybe a Demarcus Robinson, Drake London uh, mini stack type thing. Uh, the other pivot that I liked a lot. So the way you get different different tournaments this week, which I don't like, but it's the way you do it, is you spend up at wide receiver, right? You play someone like Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, Amandra St. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Justin Jefferson. All those guys are absolute dynamite, right? They're stud wide receivers. They've crushed all year. It's just in high wind and low temps, the passing games suffer slightly, right? So you have to kind of peel back on their expectations a tad. The running game doesn't suffer. Um, a lot of times teams, and it's 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 been shown, like these sub-zero games, teams tend to run a little bit more uh, because if you have a back like Derrick Henry, if you have a back like Saquon Barkley, guys, don't, guys start to wear down and, and don't want to hit in the second half. So I think the way to get different is to play these more expensive stacks. And then who are you going to play at? Running back, if you can't play expensive running backs in tournaments, you pivot to a guy like, I said, I like J.K. Dobbins. Um, Jarek McKinnon will probably be owned, but I like him as well. DeAndre Swift is interesting to me. They're playing outside in Carolina. But he's been, you know, he's only been on the field like a third of the time because they're splitting between Williams and and Swift and Jackson, but he's getting high value touches. He's getting targets. He's in. He's in the game. Um, at least he's rotating in near the goal line. I don't mind Swift at fifty five hundred. Some other cheap. Uh, I had one more that I saw that I liked. I think we could. You know, James Cook is still under five k. That's not a bad tournament play, either. And the other one was, let me see, I can't find it. I had it written down. Oh, Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard was also 4,900. Deontay Foreman's the, 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 like the base back, but Chuba Hubbard has been getting a ton of carries. He also gets a bunch of checkdowns as well. I like Chuba. Tight end is where, it, you know, you're going to pull your hair out this week. It's absolutely atrocious. I think I like Noah Fant the best, but if he doesn't play because he's questionable, Will Disley is $700 cheaper, and that's big, right? Like, and all we're looking for from Will from a $2,700 tight end is like, just give us three for 30, maybe get into the end zone, Will. 
with Tyler Lockett out and Fant out. If Fant's out, that would be huge. If Fant plays, I still like him. He's 30. 400. We could play, I mean, pricey at the expense of tight ends, TJ Hawkinson. Man, his he's on the breakout model every single week because he gets the usage. He just hasn't done much with it. Um, Daniel Belling, Bellinger is in play. He's in the Dome game in Minnesota. Uh, Dallas Goddard's back. I think that his ownership probably won't be too crazy. Um, super cheap also is is Jordan Akins. He saw six targets last week, played half the snaps. I would rather Will Disley advance out, or I would rather just try to get up to Fant. Dalton Schultz is 4,200. I think I'm staying away from Kelsey at eight grand. I'd rather just play a running back there. And that's about it for tight end. Defense. The Eagles are 2,200. I mean, I know they're playing the Cowboys, but Dak can turn the ball over. They can get after him. I like the Eagles a good bit. They're probably a good cash game. Defense seeing as they're really cheap. Also the Cowboys, right? If you don't play Minshew, you could probably play Dallas. They're 2,600. He's definitely bound to make some mistakes. The Saints at 2,800 against Cleveland, although I don't like that as much. Um, That's pretty much it, though. The Chiefs are 2,900 against the Seahawks. I think I think it's between the Eagles, Cowboys, and I mean I guess you could completely punt with the Bears. Josh Allen can make mistakes, um, but that's about it. Maybe the Pats, Joe Burrow, you know he can he can make mistakes as well. You can't worry about how good of how good the offense is, right? It's number one. Do they drop back a ton? Do they take sacks? Can they make mistakes and turn the ball over? Those defenses can't. I don't care if they score 30 points. If they turn the ball over twice and they get sacked a couple times, that's all we care about in a cheap defense. All right, I'll be back tomorrow, probably around. There's no there's no basketball, obviously. So I will be able to be on like around 10, 10, 30, I would say. Look for the spaces. We'll talk Saturday main slate. Uh, hopefully the some things are clear in terms of the New England running back situation, in terms of Noah Fant, that type of stuff. See you guys.